Broadcasting from the Socialist Republic of New York. New York. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in the wrong hands. The Moss Show. Politics, current events, and just a bit of Judaism. Two guys that are always right. Except when their wives tell them they're wrong. You're listening to The Moss Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Moss Show. This is Nachman Mostovsky. I'm here with my co-host, Chesky Moskowitz. Chesky, how you doing? Thank God. How you doing? Thank God. I'm doing really, really great this week. Uh, our nation is is once again hitting all-time highs, I think, in the stock market. Like, I think and the president now has 200 all-time highs on the stock market. It's not bad for a president. Apple is now manufacturing in the United States once again, which is pretty cool. I think, you know, I think we're doing good going into a Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, you could say that again. I think that um, I was just actually watching the CNN interview, and they were talking about how the numbers over there haven't changed when it comes to impeachment, and they were saying that it still rests around 56% or so. But then they talk about how the economy is doing super well, and everybody loves the economy. So it's kind of confusing, actually, how they play with the numbers. Well, you can say that's very similar to where you see Jews. You know, Ami had their, we've talked about it before, where Ami magazine had their, they did about, was it about three years ago now, two and a half years ago, they did a poll on Jews with Trump. And this was before, by the way, this was before Jerusalem. This was, if I remember correctly, this poll was done before Jerusalem, before the Golan, before, obviously before the recognition that the settlements are legal. That's another thing that we need to talk about. We know a little bit about that. What was weird was, is that like, at, it, it, they said it was, what is it? 80, I think I remember the number of Orthodox Jews that support Trump was, was that 93%, but only 87% would vote for him. So there's in every group, you're going to have people that go, yeah, I like it, but X, Y, and Z. So whereas people that don't necessarily disagree with what the president is doing, still get, can't get themselves to vote for a Republican. It, it's the most amazing thing in the world. You see this hang up actually for a little bit for those that live in New York, those that you know live outside of New York. Maybe there's an interesting history with the state of New York. And the state of New York is actually the only state that has a conservative party. And one of the reasons, there were two reasons why it was created. Number one, it was to try to muffle the Rockefeller Republicans by creating a conservative party and sectioning off an entire vote in New York State that would keep it right. Republicans can't win without the conservative party endorsement. It would sort of have to keep the Republican Party from going completely gangbusters left. Right. And the idea was there was a secondary reason. A lot of Irish Italians could not get themselves about 40, 50 years ago to vote Republican because like the Democrats now, the Democrats then had convinced – like the Democrats now convinced blacks that Republicans are evil racists. They had actually convinced the Irish Italian Catholics that the Republicans were descendants of the Know-Nothing Party. And the Know Nothing Party was an extremely anti-Catholic, bigoted party, which is actually where the Blaine Amendments come from. So all the people that understand that talk about freedom and education and talk about the Blaine Amendments, the Blaine Amendment is actually one of the only things we have left today from the Know Nothing Party. The Know Nothing Party was very, very instrumental in creating the Blaine Amendments. They tried doing it in the entire country. It failed. And after it failed there, they went around and cherry-picked a bunch of states and created mirror Blaine Amendments in those state constitutions which is why New York has what is a Blaine Amendment. The Blaine Amendment supposedly does not allow monies from education funds to be given to sectarian schools, religious sectarian schools. So the conservative movement, the conservative party allowed these Italian Irish people to stop voting for Democrats, but not necessarily vote for Republican, even though they were voting for the same person, because New York has what Cuomo is now trying to get rid of, fusion voting. So whereas in Kentucky, if you know, Rand Paul was to run under the Republican Party and then run also under, let's say, an American Freedom Party, his votes of those two parties would not fuse together. So he would, in essence, have millions of votes on one and a few thousand votes on the other. Whereas in New York, when somebody runs for, as a Republican and a conservative, those votes are, are fused together. So what's interesting is, is that you have always in these groups of people, people that will agree with the person running, but can't get themselves to vote for them because of the party that they're associated with. So I think that's what you're seeing in those metrics is we don't agree. We don't agree with impeachment. 
at 50 something percent. And actually the, the, the black, which is why I think you saw, she's now since Congresswoman Lawrence from Detroit, I think, who said that she no longer supports impeachment, just censure. Now she's walking it back because she's got beaten up all over social media. But she's looking at the, she's looking at the polls, Kesky. She's seeing that black Americans, 34 to 37% are gonna vote for the president and 56, 57% think this impeachment is, is nuts, is nuts. Is, is completely unwarranted. I'm sure it's, I think it's a higher number even for, for thinking that they shouldn't even do it and just wait for the election. And you're seeing, you're seeing, I mean, for all, I don't like Nadler, but Schiff, really, this is the guy that you have running? I mean, the guy looks like a mix between Daffy Duck and, and, and Elmer Fudd. I mean, this, this guy is completely out of his depth. I think Jim Jordan is beating the living daylights out of him rhetorically. And, not to mention our friend from upstate New York, Elise Stefanik, who is absolutely beating the progressives at their own game. So Jerry Nadler would, I think, be doing a much greater service in these hearings. But I think the reason why they're not giving it to Jerry is because he comes off as a sourpuss and a very nasty person. Schiff just comes off as a moron. So I guess moron trumps nasty. So Schiff is moving over from intel to judiciary? No, but really impeachment hearings belong in judiciary. That's why this is not a real impeachment hearing. It's in the wrong, it's in the wrong part yeah, of the house. I thought scheduled the date that it's moving over to judiciary on the, on the 4th. What does that mean it's moving over to judiciary? That means they're going to have the hearings judiciary. all over again? Yeah, pretty much. And the first several witnesses are basically witnesses on, on legal experts. Right. But once again, the Republicans won't be able to call anybody. But I think the judiciary may have different rules. Some of these, some of these House rules work by committee, whereas Schiff can. What can Schiff do? Schiff can make up his own rules. The judiciary, I think, has rules that are a little more set in stone. That the judiciary committee scheduled the first hearing for December fourth. Okay. I mean, we'll get back to this because we're going to be having on soon. I just want to, you know, introduce who we're going to be having on soon. Uh, this you're going to be having on Ezri Tubi who we both are very close friends with. He runs an organization called Boomerang. And Boomerang is an organization that is unlike any other. It uses the short video messaging method to produce videos that are extremely helpful in explaining in very short and concise ways how to combat the disinformation about Israel. And he really, really runs a great organization. Right. So it's a so I, we want to give a chance for Ezri to come on, and especially this week with what happened in Israel, when they finally, after months, were able to toss Amir Shakir from from a sham of an organization, Human Rights Watch. It's the only human rights that they watch are this one that don't exist. The, the, the human rights that are being violated supposedly by Israel. Never mind the human rights violations that are going on in the Sudan, in China, Pakistan, parts of South America, you know, Venezuela, Cuba. Let's talk about what's going on in Hong Kong. No, human rights is nowhere to be found. What's the problem? The country with one of the highest Arab living ratio, almost one of the highest educated Arabs where they live, the country with the most religious freedom anywhere in the Middle East, that's the country that they want to subjugate to their nonsense. So they, they had this guy, Omar Shakir, who would go and speak and promote BDS, which is considered an illegal act in Israel. And like every country, they're entitled to enact their own laws. Milchaski, can you imagine mm -hmm. if an organization came into America from outside the United States? Let's say uh, Venezuela decided to have an organization in the United States that comes here and trashes the way we do, I don't know, corporate law. Can you imagine? Yep, pretty crazy. So, Kesky, we both know this great organization, Boomerang, and all that they're doing. So, Ezri, how you doing? Hello, how are you? It's doing fine. Yes. Nice to meet you. Nice to hear you, Yechesky and Nachman. Yes, nice Merci. to hear you. So nice to hear you again. Hey, Yechesky, how are you? Thank God, thank God. So, you guys, you guys had an interesting week in Israel. Uh, you finally threw out the anti-Semite Omar Shakir. Yes, finally. Uh, it's one out of... Um, too many, unfortunately, but it's a beginning. It's a beginning where Israel is starting. Again, I'm saying it's just the beginning where Israel is starting to say, you know, enough is enough. 
And although we are a very vibrant democracy and we're very proud of it, but we don't want to let people, you know, take advantage of that and come here and slander us and call on people to boycott us. So we can boycott other people too. I think that's what we showed. Yeah, I think I think it's very important. I mean, we actually, you know, Chesky and I, we put out a press release from our organization, Chove Tzion. We, we actually said that, yeah. as a matter of fact, not only should Israel not be condemned, but they should also be, what they did was, in my opinion, was, was very nice. They actually gave this guy two months to get out of the country, to put his affairs in order, to, to get what he needs done. And instead, the guy went around the country taking selfies and doing more anti-Semitism and promoting more anti-Semitism and then complaining how the country is just kicking him out without, any, without anything. They gave him two months. What are right. these? Can I ask you, Ezri? What are these people thinking when they do this kind of stuff? They really think they're just going to just be allowed to step all over Jewish sovereignty in Israel? Unfortunately, Chesky, the answer is yes, because unfortunately we are the ones that are allowing them to think that way. Because we we still haven't gathered our act together when it comes to protecting ourselves. It's difficult. Because every little thing Israel does, it gets bashed like no other country in the world. And, and it's difficult. That's our problem. We are singled out, and, and we have a double standard applied to Israel. And this is something that, forgive my words, is castrating Israel from protecting itself from those who seek to harm her. And, and we've just, as I said, we've only just begun you know, standing on our grounds, if you ask me, but there is so much to do. And in general, yes, they're taking advantage of that. And it was the first time where Israel proved that, you know, as I said, there's a limit, but I think the limit is even way beyond that. I mean, yes, because people are walking around here, slandering us, uh, portraying Israel, you know, even even people from the Washington Post, by the way, I, w- I was interviewed last week, I was in an article in the Washington Post, and of course, the, the reporter that is here in Israel, he, he tried to convince me, and you know, he said, listen, I'm doing a report about, about the settlers that are you know, harming the Arabs, the, the Palestinian people who come to pick their, um, you know, their grapes, uh, their olives, right? So I told him, I told him, okay, that's interesting, but are you displaying the other side of the picture as well? Are you displaying the dozens of terror attacks against Jewish people that are occurring every day? You know, we, we in Boomerang are collecting the, this data. And what you're doing, I told him, is you're eventually displaying a false narrative and picture from here. And people around the world, when they think about the West Bank, Judea and Samaria, they see the settlers as violent, vicious people. And the Arabs as, you know, just people that want to make their day and bring food back to their families. And, and so, so it's a problem. And, and because all eyes are focused on Israel in that manner, then we are, as I said, our hands are tied. So I'm so happy it happened once on Omar Shakir, but it's happening in the dozens here. Lies and all these misconceptions are coming out of here in, 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 in trucks, in low trucks. So, so we we we're we're in a very difficult situation. We we're proud of the fact that we're the only democracy here in the Middle East. But this is the same thing that is becoming our flaw, our 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 you know dangerous point because people around here are not democratic and they're exploiting our democracy in order to to you know to wipe us off the off the map. So, so it's yeah. a it's a problem. We we want to try and be d- democratic, but people are taking advantage of it, and it's a very very serious advantage that they are taking. I mean, that it's not about about money or anything. It's about our core existence here, our legitimacy here. And if you're not legitimate in other people's eyes, then 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 if you if you if you're attacked in a terror t- attack, so yeah, it's your problem. So let's get into that for a little bit. So you're talking about legitimacy, right? How would you define, like, the the view of the other side? Do you think that they believe that there's any legitimate 
um, right to the state of of Israel? Like, do you believe that they, do you think that they believe that there's any legitimate rights for Jews to live in Israel or let's say even Judea and Samaria or that's forget about it. That's not a, that's not a remote possibility. Well, it's it's a good question. You see, I, I've been also from here. You know, in in the today's uh, small world, I've been also following a lot of what's happening in these um, human rights organizations in Israel and, of course, abroad in America as well. You guys, you know, you're having your own problems with them. But uh, when it, when we're talking about you know the the issue of Israel, then I think to those who call themselves progressives today. I think that Israel is is in their eyes the last colonial country that needs to be uh, wiped and totally wiped off. Uh, I, I'm using this term. I know it sounds difficult, but but it has no no legitimacy uh, whatsoever. Not not Judea and Samaria, and and not anything. We are um, a colonial, the last colonial state in their eyes, and our core existence here is illegitimate. Unfortunately, a lot of these people who are leading this movement are also Jews. Of course, Jewish Jews. people. That's, 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 that's always how it is. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. It, it, you know. Anyway, when I, when I saw it, we had um, forget it. What I'm saying is, this is a big problem. And and going back to your question, I think that the the people who are leading today this movement. Are absolutely a hundred percent. They believe that Israel has no right to exist whatsoever, and we're foolish enough to think that they're talking about Judea and Samaria. They're talking about the so-called occupation. No, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. For a lot Correct. of Western people today, this is what they and believe they in. Just, just. I don't know if you're aware, but on um, uh, I think it's it was. Columbia, I think it was Columbia, Harvard, one of them yesterday, just the yes, student union. It was Columbia, I think, right? Yes. Yesterday, um, and these same people on their way out after voting to, which it, it, it's a dumb vote because the, the college doesn't actually have, not, I think it's not allowed to listen to it. It is nothing, it was a vote that the college should should basically do BDS in their in their financial givings and stuff like that and and the way they and the way they invest their money and, and many of the people that were there promoting this vote afterwards were chanting out in the streets from the river to the sea palestine Incredible. will be free this has nothing Incredible. to do with judea and samaria this has to do with Incredible. six and a half million jews being in their absolute historic homeland in israel incredible. I, I, this is incredible this is incredible how people today can hear this chant and continue, you know, addressing these people as sane, normal people and do not understand. I mean, you have to be very, very stupid, very stupid. Or no, I, I, I don't want to credit them as naive. No, it's either stupid or bad person, a vile person. In order to hear this chant and to continue on life as as nothing happened and and for us, when we hear this chant, it's like, okay, guys, I mean, you can kill those Jews, get them out of the way. I'm sorry, I know, I'm not, again, I know I'm using very, very harsh words. What do you mean? If they say from the, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, then, that, then that's what it means. Yeah, free from Jews. They right. want Israel to be Judenrein. Correct. Yes, correct. Anybody and, and, who says you they know don't what? want that is not telling the truth. You know what? Even more more than that, there's Nomi Shemer. She was a, a great uh, poet, Israeli poet. It's a very beautiful, you know, songs. And and in her last days, she became more conservative and and you know right winger. We can if we can say it that way. And and that 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 is why she got banned, of course, by by the left. Anyway, she said a very very you know serious. Um, a statement. She said that if the Arabs had their ways, we would um, we would prefer going to the gas chambers. That's what she said. And she said, like you know, I, I tell people, I tell people uh, up up front. I mean, um, yes, yes. If if they had their way here, 
you know, I live in this area. I drive through the, the villages, and and I have some Arab friends, by the way. But that does not blind me to think and and you know not to see reality here. And and they are waiting for the queue. If you ask me, Chesky, from a person who lives here, from a person who ha- needs to sleep with a pistol under his pillow, they are waiting for the right queue. And and they are getting a lot of support and a lot yeah. of moral. I mean, listen, my 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 wife comes from a family which is um, of German descent, and m- her her uncle's mother, also of German descent, meaning my wife's aunt married also someone of from from Ger- from Germany. Um, and I remember before she passed away, she said it was at the you know the, the Sabbath table, and she said you know everyone should always remember. There were Jews in Germany that voted for the Nazi party. There were people that went around saying, don't worry. I, we know that Hitler's crazy, but don't worry. There are good people in the party that are going to keep him toned down, that will keep him not from doing these things. Because they believed in this, so, this, this, this socialism that he, was, that he was promoting, they mm-hmm. completely ignored the fact that the guy was a raving lunatic and a tremendous anti-Semite. The same reason why there are Jews still... I mean, there are Jews in England that are going to vote for Corbyn. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't make any sense. Why would Jews do this? And then they say, Trump, Jews that vote for Trump, he's an anti-Semite. Are you, have you lost your mind? Nachman, forget that. There was, a, there was actually a tweet today by a member of If Not Now, okay? Oh, great and organization, you, If Not Now. I'll get you the, I'll get you the, the tweet, okay? Yona Lieberman, so he quoted Democratic Majority for Israel, which is a a Democrat group that that is like basically like APAC, a, a fundraising arm of APAC, so to speak. Mark Melman runs it. Okay, so they're very pro-Israel to some degree. Um, you could say they're very pro-Israel. How pro-Israel exactly are there? It's not so clear, but I I do think they're like right of center. Okay, right. So they today texted, they today tweeted that they said that the UK labor's anti-Zionist and anti-Semitism under Jeremy Corbyn is a key reason his party is losing to the most incompetent government in British history, okay? And which is ironic because that here they are fundraising for the Democrats, but yet that's happening in the Democratic Party in the United States, which is a completely different discussion. So Yona Lieberman, who is far to the left of, if not now, Sorry, it's far, far, far to the left of uh, Democratic Majority for Israel. He said a tweet that it seems like this organization, um, you know, founded to support Democrats, is working to undermine the Labour Party and thus elect a conservative party in the UK. Unconditional support for Israel is more important than literally everything else to these people, right? Which is what, if not now. So I tweeted basically a case uh, capturing this a tweet. With the case study, a self-hating Jew. There are so many of them out there that run these organizations, Ezri, and don't understand. And, I, and I, I like to believe that they don't understand what is what people like you go through. That you need to have a pistol under your pillow. But I believe that that's not the case. I believe they know exactly what you're going through. But they have embraced liberal progressivism to the T. And for them. Their Jewish identity and their Jewish religion is liberal progressivism, and because right. that the Palestinian, this Palestinian struggle, has been adapted as like one of the basic um, commandments of the liberal progressive right. agenda. Right. Therefore, that to them is more important than the Jewish Jewish right to self determination. Jewish rights to self determination be damned to these people. But let me ask you a question. Before we go into that topic, because I know you want to talk about it, your Arab sure. friends, do they want to kill you too? <laughs> well, it depends. So I, I have, for example, one good friend, which is Sarah Zorbi, and I made a few videos with her. She's actually a relative of the anti-Zionist Khamin Zorbi, which was a um, um, member of Knesset for the Arab parties. She's her relative, but she is... Uh, 180%, you know, um, in, in the other direction. She is very, very pro-Israel. 
she talks about the Jewish rights of to the land of Israel and and she but she's paying a tremendous price for that she's outcasted in her society totally no one will give her any work she has been beaten many times and she she anyway she 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 when she drives through Arab villages if she wants to go home she has to cover her windows and and she's a good friend of mine and and I help her out uh, mm-hmm. wherever and whatever I can, I help her out because she is chasidat umot olam. How do you say that in English? Um, she, she, she's a, a righteous woman. And she's a very, very good friend of mine, and she's an Arab woman. And if there... So, you know what? You know what, Cheski? Tomorrow, I'm going to meet this Arab guy and give him 300 shekels, and I don't even know him. You know why? Because he's been contacted, it's funny because I've never seen him and, and we're supposed to meet like him. He, he asked for help and whatever. Because he was, he was an ex-prisoner. He, he sat in prison uh, because of te- a terror attempt. And in prison, he understood that he took the wrong path. And today, he, he's, you know, he's released. He's an ex, um, ex-prisoner. And what he's trying to do is promote more peacefulness in his society. So I don't even know him, but people like him or any other person, any other person, no matter race, color, or religion, totally doesn't matter, that supports and believes that, about the truth, that the Jewish people deserve to live here in all aspects you look at it, whether it's historical, whether it's religious, whether it's human rights. The Jews are the only ones who are taking care of the human rights in this area. So if you are a human rights activist, you should be promoting the fact that Jews should be living here because everybody knows what will happen if Jews will, won't be here. Everybody knows human rights. So what does that mean? The- everybody, everybody knows. Like, I'll tell you the truth. A lot of listeners probably don't know, and I'll tell you most certainly most liberals don't know. Most kids who are joining JVP are doing it because they believe there's a humanitarian crisis in Judea and Samaria and in Gaza, which they are correct. But they don't realize that the Palestinian Authority, um, with, its, uh, with its leader, Mahmoud Abbas, is on the 14th year of his two-year term. Can you, can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about how, what exactly would happen if Jews would not be in Judea and Samaria? Yes. Well... <laughs> If I I don't need to tell him. I can only refer to them of what's happening in Syria, what's happening in the other side in <laughs> Gaza. Um, yeah, I mean it's all over the news, and and not enough of it as well. Of course, they won't be shown what's happening to the Arabs in Gaza by their own Arab brothers. And they don't know what happens hand, to the Arabs in Gaza. We don't know. All we know. Is and, I, and I'm slightly being facetious. All we know is that Israel is an occupying force, and the Arabs in Gaza are under occupation and tyranny. While, by the way, they're receiving tons of goods through the um, through the border at the uh, at the uh, what is it called? Something Hashalom by Kogat. What is it called again? Uh, Karim Shalom crossing. Yes, for sure. So I've got a solution. I've, you know what? I've got a solution for that. So this is exactly what Boomerang is doing. Unfortunately, we are the only organization now in Judea and Samaria. Understand, like what I'm saying. This is this is this is insane. The only organization in Judea and Samaria which is showing life here and reality in English to the public uh, world opinion. I mean, we should have had tons, dozens of organizations in English. That would video that would show that. that. That's very true. You are that is very true. You are basically a one man shop for doing Hasbara. And and it's so unfortunate. It is. It's so. You know what led me to do what I'm doing? I I have no previous experience. I did not learn how to video. I did not learn how to film. You know, uh, Esri. You know what we found? The people with no prior experience doing this stuff seem to be doing a very good job doing it. Yeah, well, that's what's happening better on the than ground. The, right? Better than the better than the million dollar companies uh, that we, which are um, masquerading as non for profit. <laughs> right, and so so I'm saying this is in this, uh, I when I started this four years ago until now I'm still the only one who is doing it, 
And uh, in my opinion, we should try. I totally agree with you. They don't know. There's not much information out there. The problem is sometimes they don't want to know. Okay, so I'm not, you know, um, letting them off the the hook totally. But they have the opportunity. Yeah, so easily for sure. They they have if they want they can see. But but today you know we're we're in a very polarized uh, uh, reality today. You know people usually um, watch and see the the the, the material that they want to see. So it's difficult. But we we have to show it, put it put it put it always in front of their faces. And, and we again we are the only ones who are doing it right now. So if it wasn't for example for we are doing a, a weekly report of all the terror attacks against Jews, right? You've seen it, right? I, I, I get it. Well, I get it. It's great. Everyone should try to sign up for that. As you can just let everybody know where to sign up if they want to. Yeah. 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 I could... mean, uh... please memory. Sorry. Go for it. Go, <laughs> so, go. I mean, you can go uh, on our website, which is the uh, boomerang com, and you can uh, register there and, and be in touch with us for sure. Well, please, we urge we urge people to do that. We can we can do the work here down on the ground, but we need other people, you know, to share it and and to spread it around. And and we have good content. We have good content. Uh, I invest a lot of time in order for this content to be, you know, to be high end as much as possible. And our and our content is good. So people who watch this stuff, they they, they first of all educate themselves. They see things that they haven't seen before, and and again, that's why I'm here on the ground. And they enjoy, and they enjoy as well. So for, please, everyone who listens and wants to join can just write boomerangfight.com and and sign up there. No no problem. All right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 to the point where I mean you guys you guys it's really cool. They use they use drones. They use uh, handhelds. The, automobile it's the, the video content is like is like nothing you have you know what the truth is Ezri. the truth is in the whatsapp groups that i'm that i'm in just your was it the russia shutter one that you sent out for the jewish new year oh, yeah. where the person was, sitting on the roof right, no one right. knew i mean bro what is this oh they thought it was like a music video i'm like guys this is one of the most important organizations right now that is fighting the the narrative that is israel sovereignty and, and yes, so many organizations sure. out there suck the oxygen out of the room, and and and, and people think that they have to go uh, APAC. APAC has been nowhere. They've been on the wrong side of everything about Israel in the last five years. And and yes. people continue to donate to them. I I I personally am not aware of what, what I I know that you know just uh lately APAC decided when uh when the declaration that the United States does not see the settlements as illegal and all of a sudden APAC decided that you know they're not talking that they they're not addressing this issue at all instead of of course um you know uh, condoning it and blessing this um so but other than yeah, that they, we they do the same we, thing with the Golan Heights they put out a very very Luke Cold uh, um, um, statement with the Golan Heights. They did the same thing with the recognition to, of Jerusalem. It was not very strong. It, it, they, they came out again afterwards, but people were like, huh? People had to like question them, and then they realized that they screwed up. But let's just start with the Iran deal. They were nowhere to be found for that. For sure. You know, that brings me personally to, to something that today we here in Judea and Samaria are opening – you know, to whoever comes in and wants to support the cause that we believe in, then we are we're opening our doors to him. And what's happening lately is, is you know, the whole movement of of um, parts of the Christian Christian world that is moving towards Israel. So eventually, when we see, you know, who gives us the, the most powerful support when it comes to also the Trump administration and the United States. So so it's this, these um. Christians that come here and and, and tell us that yeah yeah and, and they tell us that listen this is exactly what you're supposed to do you should even in, increase the pace of bringing Jews here into Judea and Samaria and eventually I mean Jews and Jewish organizations like APAC will eventually have to decide which side they are choosing they cannot sit 
how, how do you say it? like on on you know one leg here and one leg there they they cannot try to be okay and come out nice with everyone it's impossible because it's either you understand no 100% you're going to have to pick you're going to have to pick a side i think right and they're still trying to you know play and live in 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 you know both sides they but try it's to not play both working. sides they do they try to play both sides and and it's not working for them it's not working they're I getting back to moral for sure for sure but even on the ground i mean i mean they're they're being bashed from the left left wingers as you know to pro israel and and for people that live here in Judea and Samaria when we hear them you know not bursting out with happiness when when we're recognized as you know normal sane legal people that live in their ancestral homeland then then we look at them you know as as strange you know strange to us as, as people who are far from us and on the other hand as i said when when we find a whole growing movement of christians that are you know i've i've been in Tikat a few of these um, communities uh, parts of them in canada and and i meet them a lot here and and i live in itzah you know so itzah is the the hard the hardliners right in judea and samaria and and even people here are starting to understand that you know there's a group of people that wants to support us so of course there's so many things that are that are you know still raw and when it comes to christianity and Jew- and judaism we still have a you know a long a background but when when talking about supporting the jewish people in judea and samaria the biggest support to us today comes from groups like you guys that are have become big fighters for for the cause right and and christian organizations now let me ask you Ezri Ezri let me ask you a question and this is going to be a little bit going to catch you a little bit off guard so forgive me what is your experience with the christian supporters like like there is this there's this uh this bad rap out there that all of the christian supporters because they want us to like christianity heard that a lot you think that's true Yes, uh, I, of course. I mean, first of all, I'm I'm being asked this question many times when I bring this um, this whole issue up. Of course, by my friends here in Utah, they say, "But hold on, I mean, Christians they they want to convert Jews. I mean, we we've, we've uh, known them for two thousand years. We a lot of our Jewish blood has been spilled by them. By the way, that's exactly what I tell them every time we meet. I say, listen, you you have to understand that in the storybooks of my children, the bad guys are still the Christians. I mean, it's been like that for thousands of years. How they react and, to that? Well, I, I'm, you know, listen, I'm, I'm honest, and and they You're have to be honest. Not politically correct, that's for sure. I, 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 think, and if we, I think, if, I think if, the if Christians. I think when you come to them, I think when you come to them and you show that you're having honest dialogue, and you're just stating an historic truth. That you're willing to go past it, I, I think at least when when I have these same discussions, I'm I'm pretty sure they they understand. No. Yes, for sure. Listen, they they are also coming from the place of, of you know honesty and faith and and you know they they are they haven't been um, totally um, they're not sunk in the world of politically correctness and and we're talking about. And, and you know that's that's why a lot of them, when they come to Israel, I mean, this is the community that I met in 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 Canada. They came to Israel a few times, and and the pastor said I, I still had something missing. And then on his seventh time, he was taken for the first time to Judea and Samaria. And when he when he arrived here, he said, "This is what I was looking for. These people." It, these are the people. First of all, you know that are living what is written in the Bible, and I'm not disconnecting myself and ourselves from people all around Israel, for sure, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that for these Christian groups, when they come here, and when they meet the, the, the Jewish villagers or residents of Judea and Samaria, they feel that they have found someone who can talk in their language sometimes. That's what I feel, your, your, my personal experience, from my personal experience. And, and when we come and talk honestly, 
and and we talk honestly, I can allow myself, and I have to. That is the only way I can be moral. You know, I could I could think that what I'm doing is right. I have to put it on the table. And I tell him another thing. I tell him, listen, what is happening here is an amazing phenomenon. I mean, this is like uh, the, the prophets talked about it, and, and it's incredible. I mean, again, you guys are the bad, the bad guys in my children's storybooks, but here we are, and here, here, here we are, you know, uh, building a relationship, a connection, a friendship, so that's amazing, but anyone who thinks he will come to convert a Jew to Christianity, the, the, in, in this second, automatically, he becomes an enemy. He becomes 100%. an enemy. A hundred percent. Yes. And it has to be on the table. It has to be on the table. If, if, because if, you, if you're coming to this relationship and this is just another way for you, you know, to implement your old dream of converting all the Jews, and you are spitting in the face of history, you are spitting in the, in the face of truth. Because the fact that the Jewish people have returned, the only reason is because the Jewish people and, and the old you know, testament is alive because the Jewish people are the ones who God chose to, you know, to carry his name. Or, and if, if you come here and you try to convert a Jewish people, then you are spitting in the face of, of, of the truth and in my face as well. And the face of my forefathers that have, their blood has been spilled because they, they were forced to convert. And after that, so what, what said, do you say? Why do you say the Christian, the Christians, who who, who see the throwing out of Omar Shakir as stifling free speech? Again, you know, there's so many kinds of Christians. They, these, uh, what I'm talking about, believe me, I'm talking about Christian Christians supporters. Christian supporters. About, no, Christian no, supporters. no, 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 no. Christian supporters. Again, the ones that I have met. Of course, I haven't met all of them. The ones that I have met have told me when they heard, you guys should have kicked them out way before. And, and right. to the real exactly. Christian support. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. No, no, for sure. That... You, you know, when they come here, the Christian supporters, they are much more right-wingers than, than, than we are. I don't know if that's the right term. But they, they, are, they are like pushing us. A lot of them are saying, hey, why are you acting this way? You guys are Jews. You guys belong to this land. And, and then, you know, they have expectations from us to be who we are. That, that's their role, by the way. I keep telling them, that's, that's your role. You have to come here and to continue saying, but why are you acting this way? You're Jewish people. You, you should, you know, why are you trying to find favor in, in the eyes of, of everyone or, or whatever? So what I'm saying is the, the real Christian supporters, they totally support the kicking out of homosexuality. But again, uh, I mean, it's a whole, you know, there's a whole gamut of these people. So I'm sure there's a lot of them who are, they call themselves, I mean, Bernie Sanders call, calls himself a pro-Israel, doesn't he? Didn't he just say, so what? <laughs> so he's pro-Israel. What does that mean? Like, from the river to the sea, Israel, I'm pro-Israel, Palestine will be free. It means nothing. So if you're pro-Israel and you don't, and you don't see the the fact that Israel threw Omar Shakir out as a righteous thing, then you're not pro-Israel. You're not. I don't care what flag right. you're waving. You're not pro-Israel. Well, it's not even pro-Israel. Right? It's 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 more than that. You also don't you also don't believe that a country has a right to have its own laws. You're not a Democrat. That's what you're saying. Not only you're not pro-Israel, but you're not a real Democrat. Right. You don't believe in yeah, democracy. Right. Because if you would have believed in democracy, then there's a rule of law. And by the way, that's exactly what I said in the video I created, right? I created a video for that. I said, I mean, there's a, there's a law. And everybody understands that a country cannot, you know, host a person who's, um, who's breaking the law over and over again. And he's even a, a, you know, he's a visitor. He's a guest here. So, yeah. I mean, if you, if you believe in, in democracy, then you should be supporting what Israel is doing. But that's exactly the double standard. Israel is held to standards that no one else is holding to, and this it's is something a, that a, is hurting. It's a double standard. 
It's a double it's standard. A major, and major it, double standard. And that's what hurting. I mean, it's hurting us. You know, the, Israel is the only place where if you come here, that's funny. I mean, going back to what I said about the pistol under the pillow, right? The, Israel is the only country in the world where the strong side, the powerful side, is the one who has to protect itself from the weak side, right? And everywhere else in the world, I mean, the weak has to protect, for, it has to, you know, needs protection from the, the strong, right? That's how, it, that's, right? that's how it happens everywhere. Israel is the only place, especially for, for example, us here, you know, settlers in Judea and Samaria, that we are armed to the teeth, but for protecting ourselves. We have, not us personally in Itzah, we don't have a fence, but most of the villages here have fences around them and security uh, a jeep and, and uh, uh, you know, um, uh, an emergency uh, civilian squad team. But isn't it amazing they also use that use. against Yitzhar? They use it. I actually saw a report against Yitzhar where you live saying these settlers are such crazy people that even that they don't even need a fence because they're so violent. Like they, 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 they'll oh, spin uh, anything. That's a compliment for us. Yeah, they'll spin it, but that's a compliment for us. You know, you know, Yitzhar in, in the Arabs, the Arabs call it this place Jabal al-Majnun. Jabal al-Majnun means the mountains of crazies. And, and that's what helps us, by the way. That, that's why we don't need a fence. Because they know that if they come and they try to hurt people here, they will be retaliated. And, and they respect that. And that's why Itzhar is almost one of the only villages that does not have a fence. Every, anyone can walk in from anywhere around. And it, has, it had the, one of the least, it's the place with the, with the least you know, terror attacks. Because yes, right, because, uh, they, they, because they, you've, they were, you've, you've put your, you've you've staked your sovereignty. We're Jews with respect, for sure. That exactly. And it's not difficult, you know. It's not difficult. Do you think? Do you think, Ezri? Do you think there's a chance to re reinstate our sovereignty? Do you think there's a way to to uh, reeducate the Arab generations in the future to respect the Jewish people and to um, respect that they are they are guests in our homeland, or is that something that just never is going to happen? Listen, I, I'm an optimist, so I, I my you know my instinct says yes, yes, there is a chance, there has to be a chance, right? Um, and and again, yes, I, I I am an optimist, and I have to believe that a good change eventually will happen. I have to believe that. I mean, it's it's. But if you talk to me about what's happening today, the the, the whole other direction, it's going to um, it's going to a direction of, as I said, a polarization again because of all these human rights organizations and all these left progressives that come here and and insert you know false ideas to inside the Arabs' minds, and so it's going to a direction where more and more hatred is coming from the Arab society to the Jews in their, in their, you know, in their educational system. We see it everywhere. And as I told you, they, they, they believe, they see the way Israel is acting and, and they understand that Israel is, is on the way to um, losing its ability to protect itself. Because, you know, here in the Middle East, if you're not invited to supper, then you're part of the meal, right? I mean, if, yeah. if, if, they, they see that we are trying to be so overly democratic and so overly righteous and to prove ourselves so much that to, in the eyes of the world. And, and we have become spineless because of that in their eyes. And I totally understand, by, by the way, why they see it that way. And, and the, you know, in the Arab society, if you um, if if you hurt somebody's respect or family, and he doesn't uh, um, you know uh, fight back for his respect, well, that's why they have he's considered, that's why they have he's, he's considered they a dead kill man. their family members over this. Right? Yeah, he's considered a dead man. If you don't know how to protect your 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 sovereignty and and your, your respect, you're gone in the Arab society. And, and they're, as I said at the beginning of the conversation, they're exploiting the fact that we are 
the only democracy here. I think in, in some ways, I mean, we are also being hurt because of all the free speech and stuff like that. And they're exploiting that. And that's the direction it's going. So again, I'm going back to your question, Chesky. Uh, I want to hope yes, but reality says no. That, that's a true answer. That's a real true answer. The, the direction it's going now is going to sometime some, some a war. I mean, I mean, you look all around. Hamas, is, it doesn't look like it's, it's, it wants to put its weapons down. And the Iranians are starting to infiltrate to, to Syria. And the, the Israeli Arabs are going and becoming much more radicalized and seeing themselves as Palestinians and not Israeli Arabs. And the Arabs here as well, all around. So, I mean, it, it, I, again, I want to say yes, but the answer uh, for now is no. Wow. What do you think is like the timeline to like get back to normal? What do you mean? Can you, what, what I, when do I think the reality here will change? Yeah. I think what is happening here is totally connected to what is happening to your struggle in America, to the struggle in, in Europe, in, in some countries. I think um, the way for sanity to return here is when sanity returns worldwide when all this progressive movement is is um you know is confronted seriously with other values and there's a real discussion happening here in in you know between the both sides right now there's no discussion only because of one one side of of, of the equation the 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 so-called progressive you, you know the they're open to everything but discussion. They, they, they're building themselves uh, safe places where they don't have to confront anything at all, right? Exactly, exactly opposite of, of what real liberalism should be, right? So, so I think that, that sanity will, uh, will come to this area when, when sanity will come to, as I said, in a, in a much larger scale. And when the progressives here also in Israel are put in place and are, you know, the, the, the vast majority of the normal people will raise up their voice and say enough is enough. And, and what we're doing right now is not only immoral, but it's insane. And, and the fact that we're trying to be more righteous than, than I don't know, than the post itself in, in this kind of reality is, is, is you know endangering us and enough is enough so again i i think that it's a worldwide um conflict and and it will be solved in, in you know similar in, in the same time everywhere but that that's what i think we we won't be able it's to very solve fascinating it's a very fascinating perspective before before it will be solved also in america and before it will be solved in europe you know in all the western countries Mm -hmm. Wow! Such a great, this is a very, very, um, very interesting. Listen, he's on the ground. He's seeing it. He's seeing it firsthand. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And 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 again, and that's why I think voices like what we are. Uh, listen, you, back there. you know, uh, uh, boomerang again. What what the one of the reasons I founded boomerang is not only to be a voice in Judea and Samaria, but to to try to be a, a different voice. Because uh, I, I was also when when I was you know before I opened Boomerang I was very frustrated I was I was for the first time aware of what's happened. Did we lose Ezri there? Five years ago. What? I thought we lost you for a second there. Oh. So so but when I was looking for people to you know reply and refute and fight back what I saw is a lot of uh, pro-Israel videos only talking about Israel in the aspect of its democracy and its freedom of religion, which we all, you know, we all hold onto and we, we appreciate. But I did not see people talking about the righteousness of us being here. I did not see people, uh, you know, pointing out the double standard and accusing back. And because if we always try to explain, we, we lost. Because we're always playing in other people's field. 
right? They're asking, they're a- a- accusing us, and we're always ex- explaining why they got it wrong. That, that's, a, that's a way to, and that's what we're doing, right? That, that's a way to, 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 to losing the battle. We have to, and that's what I did in the Omar Shaquille video. I mean, the story was only, uh, for me, uh, an opportunity to show the larger picture. I mean, damn Omar Shaquille. I don't give a, anything about him. But look at the bigger picture. What's happening here is Israel is being singled out. That's the problem, not Omar Shaquille. And when Israel is singled out, what eventually comes out of it is that Jewish blood is cheap again. I mean, one-on-one, one-on-one. When, when a Jew is murdered here in Judea and Samaria, the, you know, the, these Jewish organizations that you mentioned before, Jewish Voice for Peace, or um, if not now, they don't even mention it. It's nothing to them. It's nothing. But when an Arab dies here, or, or if there are riots in Gaza, their Facebook pages will be bombarded with anti-Israel stuff. Why? How's that? I mean, if you're talking about dignity, human rights, I mean, a civilian, a Jewish civilian, you might not agree that he has the right to live there, but do you think he deserves to die because of that? Isn't that immoral? I mean, so if it's immoral, where, where's your voice? Where's your voice? But they're not saying anything. And what I'm, again, when Israel is, is singled out, that is the result. Then when Jewish people die, then it, 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 people are desensitized. And, and when a Palestinian hair falls down, you'll see tons of reports about it, and everybody will talk about it, and, and it'll be totally exaggerated. And, and so, so I, I'm, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is a very, very um, problematic situation oh, where when I founded Boomerang, that's what, what I decided to point and, and to show and to fight back. That's why it's called Boomerang, right? It's, it's, I, I was looking for a weapon as well. People told me, don't use the word fight. It's called Boomerang fighting for Israel. Don't use the word fight. It's too aggressive. I said, well, listen, this yeah, is Yeah, everybody war. always has good ideas. They don't want to do it themselves, though. They want you to do it. Right. No, and, it, and this is a war. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is a fight. This is a war. This is a serious battle that we're saying. It's not just the war of the minds. The war of the minds, you know, has, has influence of, uh, of your, eventually of, of your body and, and your existence. So, so that's one of the reasons when I found this boomerang is not only to be a voice from here, but to try to say things differently. And, and, and I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Wow. Well, thank you very, very much, Ezra. We greatly appreciate your time. So we wish you a, a good night. And uh, we hope great. to speak to you soon. And uh, hopefully can you guys continue doing the great work that you're doing over at Boomerang. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice speaking to you, Chesky and, and Nachman. It's a pleasure. Okay, okay so, Ezri, um, God bless you. Take care. Thank you. Hope to have you again Bye-bye. soon. Yes, that was a really great interview with Ezri. Chesky, it was very interesting the way he talked about some of the interactions he has with people of the Christian faith and even of the Muslim faith and how he sees with his own eyes that when Jews create a circumstance where their sovereignty is very clear for all to see, that in the Middle East, that is considered respectable because they see that this is Jewish land and there's nothing they're going to do about it. It's so fascinating, by the way. It also tells so much about the culture in the region. And it's also something about how you always mention when we're on the Hill advocating, how you discuss with members and with chief, chief of staff and, and legislative directors and assistants, how we approach the Middle East problem from a, from a perspective that a Western solution can solve this conflict, while in truth, that is, that is not the case. These, this is a uh, Middle we, East we tribal that- mentality. I mean, we, we, we don't only meet with Republicans when we go. We meet with Democrats, too. And, 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 you know, we do a little bit of research on some of these members and their staff before we go, which is, you know, what you need to do. You know, you can't actually know there's hundreds of members of, of Congress and, and thousands of staff members. You can't know them all. Um, and, uh, you know, one of, I, one of the Democrats that we met with, I saw their staff um, is very big into cultural appropriation, which, again, is things that, Chesky and I probably believe is the most idiotic thing in the world, the entire America's cultural appropriation. It's how the American uh, society is built. We take things from all over. We have pizza from the Italians, bagels from the Jews, uh, cookies and pastries from the French. 
Um, is, ta- have, is, uh, is bagels uh, actually a Jewish from the thing? Spanish. Yeah, bagel is Yiddish. Bagel is uh, Jewish. It's not even. It's not necessarily a Jewish. It's a Jewish German, German uh, Jewish Austrian baked good. As a matter of fact, the reason why you have different types of bagels is a Philly bagel, I think a Boston bagel, a New York bagel. Different families that came from different regions of Germany, they actually made the bagel differently. Some were more flat, wow. some were harder, some were softer. So I said, you know, it's interesting that as progressives, you're very against. And I, I'm very open with them. They, they know where we stand. They do their homework as well. I said, you're very against cultural appropriation. I said, but what you, do, you guys don't realize is the way you see the Middle East is reverse cultural appropriation. So whereas cultural appropriation is you're taking, you're appropriating someone else's culture, you're telling the Arabs, not Muslims, Arabs, that they, Arab Christians too, this is, this, is a, this, is a, this is not a religious cultural thing, because African Muslims and, and Asian Muslims, meaning, meaning um, Uyghurs and, and, and those in China and Japan, I mean, there are Asians, there are other Asians, not Middle Eastern Asians, but, but, but Asian Asians. You want them to adopt a Western culture society, but they don't, they don't believe in that. Until they never had countries. The Arabs had never, they had the Arabian desert. That's it. That's, That's they all had. they know. That's all they knew. And then Lawrence of Arabia drove up in his Jeep and drew a bunch of lines. The only Arab countries that with really his, with his, He came in with his Range well, Rover. You had, you had Syria, but Syria wasn't an Arab country. They were, they were Greco-Roman back then. It happens to be the Arabs ended up in that country and they took it over to some extent. But Syria is not is not real Arab. They have a lot of Assyrian, Greek, Roman parts to their culture there. And, and the Egyptians are Coptics and North African. And you have because yeah, you never and, believed and, in and country. And it, it happens to be it's actually interesting because that the 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 cult, the uh, Arabs that come from these areas like Egyptian Arabs and those tight and those and um, like the Moroccan Arabs, they actually look down on the desert Arabs. And the desert Arabs look down on the rest of them because they believe that the better culture is, is to be a right. Bedouin. We, we talk about this when we talk about the, Jude- the Judean Arabs and the Gazan Arabs. They each think the other one is lesser Right, because they come from different regions and they have different cultures. Correct. The Gazan Arabs are more of a city type of Arab, and the Judean the Judean Arabs are more Bedouin. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a fascinating that, culture that people don't really think about or talk about. And what Ezri is doing with Boomerang, amongst many different things, is he's just changing the narrative, and it's truly just a fascinating reality. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is not the only culture that went through this. You see this, you saw this, this, this dynamic with the Mongolians and the other Asians in their area where the Mongolians were the Bedouins of that Asian culture, and they believed themselves to be better than the Chinese and the Koreans and the Japanese, and they, in essence, were. I mean, the Mongolians went all the way down to Hungary. They, they, they conquered Hungary. That's where, that's it's where, truly, it's truly know, fascinating to me, the entire culture. And if you think about it, that interview with Esri was basically a, settle, a settler uncensored. I don't think I've ever heard such a uncensored, non-politically correct perspective of a settler before on any yeah, and, radio and, show. Yeah, and we're happy that we were able any, to give him, give him access. On anywhere, to, anywhere. On and guess what? Yeah. That's what, this, and that's what our show is all about. Our show is about right. giving you the facts, giving you the access, giving you the unadulterated opinions of certain individuals, giving you the best information, so you're able to make an educated decision on, on, on your own next time any one of these issues comes up before you. You're able to now say, hey, I understand this issue better. I now I'm able to make that decision and affect, and affect change, practically speaking. Right. Correct. And, and what people have to understand is that this is not, I mean, this is literally, it's not a one guy operation, to be honest with you. He has someone who works with him. But you have to understand that his videos that a guy is putting together in a small studio, I've been there, okay? This, this studio is, couldn't, a, a king size bed could not fit in this studio. That's how small yeah. it is. 
It's a small operation. He, 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 he runs a tight ship. He has phenomenal, phenomenal skills when it comes to this stuff. We're talking, I'm just looking right now. He has, he has videos, 179,000 views. It's pretty he has good. a video with that Muslim woman that he was talking about. Has 179,000 views. Now, he averages anywhere in the six to 11,000 on his typical video. Okay, that's his average. It's low is about 3.2, his high is about 12 to 15. Average about six to nine, somewhere in there. It's very respectable. But on one where he interviewed a Muslim woman who goes around, he had 179,000 views. Now, you tell me, what other organization besides Boomerang is doing that? I don't know of any. He has another one here. Watch how Israeli settlers treat a Muslim woman. It seems whenever he has this lady on, she goes through the roof because 81,000. 23,000, 24,000. He well, has one her on. Thing is clear. Hold on. Two years ago, he had her on. 543,000 views of that video. Think, wow. think about what this guy can do. So we, 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 we listen, you know, we both have our own organization, but if you are able to go and, and donate to his cause, it would great, we would greatly appreciate it. The, the, the Eric Estrella would greatly appreciate it. To be honest with you, um, the civil society of all nations would agree would, would appreciate it because Israel is is a canary in the coal mine for this stuff it's it's they're they're at the front front lines of this culture war and they need a win so you know with that we're going to leave you uh we we appreciate you listening and we hope to have you listen again next week and tell all your friends about us and uh we're here on J Tribe Radio check out some of the other shows and have a happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving Nachman. You've been listening to The Moss Show, broadcasted from the Socialist Republic of New York. But please, don't tell our governor he asked us to leave. They have no place in the state of New York. Tune in again next week, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, or go to J Tribe Radio to listen to the podcast anytime on Play, iTunes, and Stitcher.